The Light Leadership Series. It's your boy K Sloan, and I'm here with two Abilene legends. I'm talking. These guys have done amazing things, and I mean, I'm not just saying that. I mean, I really, really mean that. I got a treat for y'all today because these guys got a lot of gems for y'all. They're doing a lot of great things in the community. Uh, talk about one gentleman who uh, he's mentoring students um, and met, take care of all the young men in his area. Um, he has done numerous speaking engagements. Um, he, he's shown on multiple occasions that he's here for the right reasons. We got another gentleman that is a former professional athlete, also as a, a business owner. Um, and he's gone through multiple adversities, one of the hardest people, uh, working people, going by personal accounts, you know what I'm saying? So I got like, these guys gonna bring some heat to y'all. And I appreciate y'all getting on my platform and being able to grace it once again. Cause they've been around. If you've been around, they've been around, but this is the first time we've been in person. So, yeah. brothers, hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. But uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves officially to the people. Hey man, my name is Keevan Lucas. You know, born and raised Abilene, Texas. You know, cut off the beer. We good. Yeah, I can still see. Yeah, but yeah, man. You know, born and raised Abilene, Texas. Man, you know, it's. I don't know. I don't know much. To, much else to say. You kind of gave. You know, gave my introduction. You know. Chris Daugherty from Abilene, Texas. Yes, sir. We, yeah. we putting on for the 325. I'm so old, it used to be the 915. A lot of people don't know that. Right? Yeah. That's El Paso now? Yeah, it's El Paso, El Paso now, now, but it used to be the 915. But it's the 325 now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got us in this hot box. Appreciate you, Coach B. <laughs> we we, 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 we know you don't right. believe in air yeah. conditioning, yeah. but yeah. hey, we, we thank you for the facility. Spot for sure. Yeah, watch me work if you don't see it back here. The ground will always love to back. Right here. Yeah, absolutely. Kobe, we just talking about the mindsets, man. And, and you know what I'm saying? The hustle motivated with myth, man. I like this. This is yeah, a nice little yeah. touch right yeah, here. Sure. Absolutely. But, um, <clears throat> man, getting into it, man, you know, I kind of want to talk to you guys. You know, right, right now, with my situation, where I'm at with the youth and uh, what I'm doing, I mean, I feel like, you know, it's taking a lot of inner work for myself to get to the point where I'm at right now in my life. Right. I had a lot of trials and tribulations. Uh, you know, coming up, I feel like I was, uh, I was a victim of my environment. Like I let my environment take me down a road that wasn't necessarily, you know, how I was raised. Like it wasn't really what I believed in, things like that. So I had a lot of self-inflicted wounds. But you guys, um, y'all have a variety of struggles to pull from, as do I. You know what I'm saying? Right now I'm a teacher, um, I'm a I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. I just wrote a book. I'm an author. I'm an author as well. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, the where we at? You know what I'm saying? Where you I'm gonna yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Right here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Brand new. Oh yeah, there we go. There we go. From go ahead, cop that on Amazon. But um, you know, just I God really has blessed me a lot, man. But it, it wasn't it wasn't easy, man. Forged by the fire for sure. Right. So can we can we speak to that a little bit, like the importance of that fire for us? You know what I'm saying? Getting to the point where we authors. We, you know what I'm saying? For Hall of Famer right now. Congratulations. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Talk to the universe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So let, let's talk about you know how that fire kind of helped us get to where we at right now. Well, a lot of it's crazy that it was the lack that I experienced mm -hmm. that made me so passionate about filling that void. So me not having my father is what made me understand other young men and what type of hole that puts in your heart. Mm -hmm. So when I'm coming and asking a young man to operate a certain way, that's always in my mindset. Like, okay, what rears you to this? Because a lot of times we look at the fruit of a situation, 
of a situation. We don't look at the root. Yeah. You know, my expectation for you is to look me in the eyes like a man, but you had no man teach you that. Right. I expect you to treat a woman a certain way. Your daddy a dog. Right. Absent. And so I'm letting you get raised by Instagram and social media, and then I'm turning around and trying to hold you to a standard of something I done read from somewhere. Mm -hmm. It don't work that way. So if I'm not willing to model that for you, if I'm not willing to go back and say, okay, let me at least get you to start recognizing the, the decisions that you're making before we even have a conversation. I'm not coming in here just telling you that everything you're doing is bad, but I am saying, can we stop and think and look? If that was your sister, how you gonna respond? Oh, I'm squaring up. Okay, so what make your sister different from this other lady? What make her different from your mama? What make her different from some female that means something to you? We start trying to have those conversations, now people in their feelings. Right. But if I never had anybody break that down for me, I'm not able to kind of move forward. So my own personal experience growing up in Abilene, right. dealing with the racism, um, dealing with the, and, and I want to be specific. A lot of people don't understand in a place like Abilene, the racism is real subtle. You know, it's not the blatant, I'm going to just jump out yeah. with a Trump flag and call you the N-word every chance I get. Right. That's not what you get. They're going to question the academic integrity of your paper because you got an A. Mm. They're going to ask you, um, do you live around here? <laughs> you saw me just put my car in the garage. What you right. mean do I live right. around here? Like, right. those are the type of experiences that you'll get versus just the blatant bigotry that we used to. But mm -hmm. what people don't understand, if you get enough of those things, like get enough of that microaggression, enough of that um, backhanded compliments, or, you know, just simply, I, I, t I always talk about an experience that I had. I was playing with my kids at the park, and this white lady walked up to me, and she was like, man, you're such a good father. And it really burned me when she said it, because I'm like, uh, don't go there, shut up, Chris. Don't, don't do it. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. And so I said, ma'am, you may not realize it, but that was, that was an insult. She was like, no, what? No, no. I'm, I was like, you don't even know why you said that. Right. And so, you know, my whole standpoint of breaking it down to it was, it's five other white men out here playing with their kids. Why did you decide to say, no, I'm a good father? Right. And she's like, what? I said, you don't even realize that your implicit bias is that all black fathers are absent. So just me being here in your mind puts me ahead of the curve. You didn't say I was a good father because I teach my kids emotional intelligence. You didn't tell me I was a good father because I'm patient, because I'm kind, because I'm focused on their well-being, they trust me, I love them. Those, to me, are the characteristics of a good father. Your characteristics of a good father for a black man is playing in the park. So us, you know, again, that wasn't a malicious thing that she did, but that speaks to our culture. We got to do more than be able to play at the park. Right. And we got to be <clears throat> present in our community for our kids. So, you know, that's really the focus. That's the goal. Uh, but when you talk about your environment really creating a certain level of fuel and energy for you, um, that that's really what it is. You know, I always want to be in a mindset where I'm willing to say I gave what wasn't given to me. Right. You know, and so I always shoot out my grandfather, Clemmy D., yeah. Uh, R.I.P. But you do that a lot. I know yeah. you always plug your grandfather. I you always, always do. You, you know, if do. you met me, you met my grandfather. It's yeah. as simple as that. Right. But, you know, really coming to that standpoint and paying homage to him, he modeled all that. Mm -hmm. He modeled what it looked like to take care of your family and somebody else's. So, you know, before we had the seatbelt laws and everything, it wasn't nothing to put seven, eight people in the back of the Lincoln right. to go hit, yeah. you know, a movie or the CC's Pizza and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't really realize, I just knew I was having fun. 
Right. I didn't realize what that was doing for other people right. and the investment that he was making. You know, my grandfather passed in 03 at least two or three times a year. Somebody comes up to me and says, your grandfather saved my life. Right. And I'm like, dang. And just seeing that when he immediately died, it was just a, a, a uproar of, hey, man, Mr. Clemmy did this, he did this. Oh, Mr. Daugherty did this, he did this, he did this. And even though you saw it, you couldn't really recognize he was right. too close to it. But when you step back, it's like, oh, he impacting whole communities. Right. He impacting generations. Okay, now I got to take that hand off. I got to do the same thing right. and do my right. best for that. So that's my goal at the end of the day. Am I making an impact that's going to be felt generations down the road? 100. 100. 100. And then you, man, you know, talking about your story, man, it, it's incredible. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I, I don't even want to take none of your thunder. You know, just kind of speak to, you know, just how that's built the character of a man we're dealing with today. Right, right. So, I mean, man, I mean, yeah, Chris, he hit on a lot of real points, you know, mm -hmm. um, growing up. In Abilene, you know, sports, you know, that was that was big, man. Shout out to my uncle KD, man, R.I.P. Shout out to my Uncle Ray, R.I.P. You know what I mean? But they was real big in the community with my with the Cowboys. You know, like they impacted so many. I mean, some of the greats that Herschel's, you know, right now, mm -hmm. they play underneath this tenure. You know what I mean? Underneath this type of coaching. You know, and I remember growing up. Being outside of my granny house, my uncle Katie, y'all said we run in right twins 48 and 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get right. <laughs> call them out. Call them right. out. Like we hitting them holes, you know, 36 power, you know, all yeah. the time. So working on my handoffs and and it was it was like big. So football was like, oh, this is it. Like I'm going to the league. You right. know, like and so growing up out here, like we had sports everywhere. You know, you got baseball, basketball, you know, um, track, you know, so it's so many things that's that's going on and I did all of them. You know, yeah. like I played every sport growing up. You know, my mom was a big part of all of that. You know, my mom was like that teen mom. You know, she's the one that had all. We had everybody birth certificates at our house. Like that's how yeah. involved my mom was. You know, she was so, tapped in. So it's like uh, being in that, that environment, running up and down the field, seeing my mom doing that same thing. Like you know, that's something that you like. I gotta get my mom a crib. You know, yes, you know, a house. You know what I mean? So yes, sir. that's what I was working for. You know, now grown, coming up, coming to high school. Really, middle school, man, I had, talk about that environment, you know, now I'm going to Craig Middle School, you know, and uh, literally hanging with the wrong guys and seeing a lot of different things, you know. Mm -hmm. My mom was real disciplined, you know, she don't play that, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to do the things that I was doing, but I'm trying to fit in. Right. I'm trying to, I remember her telling me. Peer pressure. I remember her telling me you were, like, you was being a follower. Like, I remember her saying that, like, you know, and I remember her saying it only takes one time. The day that I actually sold some drugs at eighth, eighth grade, you know what I mean, at Craig Middle School, literally, she, we driving to school, she said, hey, it don't, you know, it only takes, because we had talks every morning, like, we just had the sunshine on our face, we was talking, you know. Right. And so every morning when she pouring into me, but this time in particular, while I got the drugs in my backpack, that's what's so crazy about it. I think about it all the time. Got the drugs in my backpack. She don't know. Like she talking about, hey, it only takes one time for you to mess up your whole life. I'm like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I still go in here and commit the sin. You know what I'm saying? I still go in here and Yo. sell the drugs and, and, and do those things that I need to do. So, <coughs> um, so it, was, it was a situation where it was like, Dang, and, and it's crazy because how that, how that all hit the fan. She uh, picked me up from school that day. Like, she was coming early. Like, she didn't even know that I was in trouble. Mm -hmm. Like, they hadn't even called it yet. So, boom, she come up to school. I'm, in, I'm already then got caught. Like, one of my pockets, like, bro, you got drugs? I'm like, no, nah, I don't even say that. He's like, man, they, they say they about to go check your locker. They can check my locker. I'm being arrogant. Check my locker. I ain't, you know, I ain't did nothing. 
And so I remember, boom, she just walking in and I ain't gonna lie to her. So I went ahead and yeah, man, I did this thing. And I just remembered like the hurt mm -hmm. that it felt like. I remember her, her face, her Worse pain. than any whooping you can get. It yeah. wasn't, I didn't even get a whooping. Yeah. Oh, that was enough. I didn't even get a whooping though, like at all. Like I'm talking about, she didn't whoop me. She just didn't talk, we got the silent treatment. My dad, you know, he ain't never been in my life like that, you know, so she actually, he actually had, it was a time where he was out of jail. She took me over there to him, like, I'm gonna let you deal with him, you know what I mean? And like, he, I remember him trying to discipline me in this moment. And it's like, like you said about that absentee father, like, it's like, dude, you ain't been here. Yeah. You ain't, this is what you in jail for. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This way, this, this, this the example that I got in mm -hmm. a sense. Even though I didn't have to do that because I didn't really get that example because he wasn't around. My mom was a two and three job, so I didn't have to do that. Right. But at the end of the day, you can't tell me nothing in, right. this, in this in this situation. Like you, you can't. Like you yeah. know what I mean. Like, you don't lost that right. You know what I mean. So so boom. Next year, literally, I mean eighth grade that happened. Got kicked off the football team. All the like, I mean, I'm not. They talking about, hey, you done? Right. I'm in PE. I remember when I came back from rap and I was in PE with the normal kids. No offense. You know <laughs> we understand this level of this. <laughs> PE <laughs> and athletics. It's, 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 it's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah, different world. Yeah. Different world. I'm in PE class, bro. And we played dodgeball. Yeah. I never forget. I, I took off because I was trying to get some aggression out too. So I'm <clears throat> grabbing the balls. I'm <clears throat> catching the ball as I'm throwing it. They got, they got a future NFL player over here throwing balls in their head, man. <laughs> and, and literally, I was just like, this ain't it, man. <laughs> they talking about, hey, run around, the, run around the gym. I'm like, bro, everybody, you know, everybody just talking. You know, PE class. Yeah. Like Whoa. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, bro, I just remember calling. I remember calling Coach Black. I mean, not Coach Black, Coach, uh, Coach Warren. And telling him, like, because Coach Black was the one who kicked me off that name dropping but hey you know it is what it, it is the past it's no. the past but coach i call coach one i'm like hey man like this is the situation that i'm in this is what i did love to get back on the team like you let me get back in the foot in the football program because i'm coming out of high next year which is ooh. boom so we come to school i remember my mama dropped me off for the first little workouts at Abilene high and she was like and you kind of scrawny compared to all these dudes <laughs> so for me i'm like oh okay best i'm Getting on the grind, you know, right. football season start, man. And she had been kind of sick, you know, it was kind of like little headaches and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And so I just remember one day, man, getting that call that she had like, you know, like went to the hospital or whatever. And it was like, okay, so she got out the hospital this time. But in my mind, like now I'm extra cautious, you know, right, I'm, right. I'm extra, I'm, I'm worried. I'm not really focused on football no more because now it's like, okay, she's not going to tell me everything, you know, right. so. So I remember uh, we went to the movies, man. It was crazy that that uh, Medea, I can do bad by myself. We went to go see that movie. So we went to go see the movie, and ironically, the grandmother in that movie died of a brain aneurysm. Remember, she was on the on the bus. She just ended up passing away. They didn't know what happened to her. So the next day, um, I get a call from my stepdad, R.I.P. You know what I'm saying? And um, he was yelling and screaming, "Hey, hey, hey! Like, come in here! I come in here at once. See my mom, you know." Laid out on the floor, like not really taking any breaths. I'm mm -hmm. calling the ambulance. Hey man, what's, what's going on? Like, and so they end up coming, um, and she really took her last breath, like in the car outside. I didn't know that, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They took a long time, um, and then they going to the hospital and pronounced her brain dead the next day, you know. And they end up saying she died from brain aneurysm, you know. So it's like, dang, like you know, I'm 
all over the place with emotions. Like I'm 14 years old, you know, like I don't know how to process this. I called myself trying to go to school the next day. Like that was trash. Like you know, I got people coming up to me like I heard about your mom. It's like, oh man, like yeah, it's I'm, too much. I'm trying to hold back tears. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember literally like a couple of days later, two days later, actually three days later, I had seen my, my grandmother because I was real spoiled when my grandmother had seen her. Um, but then like three days later, I'm at my homeboy house chilling and I get a call from my uncle. He's like, hey man, where you at? I'm like, shoot, I'm over here at Coma. He's like, well, man, your granny in the hospital. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, well, let me know what's going on. Quick. Next thing, five, probably five minutes later, hey, your granny dead. I'm like, bro, you lying. And so I'm like, man, like, that's a lot to process. Like, I just lost my mama right here on a Tuesday and lost my granny right here on a, on a Friday. What I'm supposed to do now, you know what I mean? Like that's that was the feelings, those emotions, a lot. It was a lot of emo emotional roller coaster, you know. And the the worst part about that whole day and whole week, I guess, was like having to break the news to my little brother. Mm -hmm. Hey, mama gone, bro. Like, like that was that right there was was tough because I knew that like now he ate and I'm taking on this role. Like I gotta I gotta take on this this yeah. mantra, you know what I mean? Like he was sleep at the funeral, you know what I mean? Like literally sleep. On my shoulder, we had a double casket funeral. Like you know, like my mom here, my grandmother here. Like it was, it was crazy, you know. But in that moment, that fire was ignited. You know what I'm saying? Like because now it's different. Like I can't. I'm going to school weeks and weeks later. You know, of course, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. You know, if you ever need anything, woo, woo, woo. Right. I figured that out quick. That that if you need anything, <laughs> is there for the funeral. Mm. Ooh, man. Say it again. <laughs> You feel me? That Say it again. If you ever need Ooh. anything, if you ever need anything, that's for the funeral. That's the stuff that I'm gonna say for you, cause I got the thing. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. If you ever need anything, just know you my phone is on. Okay. In that moment, when all the emotions are big. Yeah. But what about three months later? Yeah, it's different. When I'm really, I really haven't really processed those emotions, but now those emotions are still here, and I don't know how to process them. Mm -hmm. Nobody's around. And so now, in, in other situations, I thank the Lord I had God on my side. You yes, know? sir. Um, but yes, in sir. other situations, other people don't know God. Yeah. You know, and so now they go to drugs. Mm -hmm. They go to the streets. They go to suppressing even harder. I don't get me wrong, I suppressed for years. You know what I'm saying? But they go to suppression even harder to the point where now that makes them untouchable. Right. You know what I mean? They don't have any feelings. They don't have any remorse. I just lost my mama. I don't care about you. B word, you know what I'm saying? And, and so that's where the masculine, toxic masculinity and all these other things start to come into place as far as where men are now hurt people hurting people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm -hmm. where that keeps going, but it's all that's not talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Speaking, but, that's your story though. But, Just ask the story. But, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, it, it's, that's when that fire ignited, you know, and now I'm walking around campus, I'm seeing, oh, no, I'm not doing this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I just want my mom to be here. You yeah. know what I mean? Y'all worried about some clothes not being washed or some trash, whatever. You know what I mean? Stuff that you could do. I started to see things for what it really is. The small things in life truly matter. Like, all this other stuff is a facade. You know what I mean? So, I was, I started to see that. Like, like people like him that, that kind of came in that light and that, like, God sent him in that in those moments. I resisted him mm -hmm. hard. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't letting nobody in. You know what I mean? Like, because I had to really see, like, if I could really trust right. to give you all that, because my heart and soul gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. 
so I resisted, you know what I'm saying? Like, but once once those those pieces came together, like, you know, we was able to have those conversations and he could speak, I could receive the light that he was speaking to me, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But people like that was sent in those moments. Yeah. And I, at times I wasn't letting them in, but when I started to let them in, it did help along the journey. And right. then me getting back in church. So now that fire is being ignited in different ways too, because like those voids that I don't have, I ain't really getting I'm proud of you. I'm getting I'm proud of you from bystanders. Right. You know what I'm saying? My girl don't feel like my girl had 13 kids, man. Like, and I don't never blast my family and like that. But it's like the love that we should embody is it needs to be stronger. You know what I'm saying? I'll say that, and it should have been stronger. You know what I'm saying? Just to say that, leave it at that. So within that, I gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah. I gotta go grind. I can't. I'm not focused on what y'all focused on no more. I'm not talking about folks no more. Like I can't sit up here and joke at the table and joke about this dude over here. I became the butt of the jokes too. Oh, you got pimples, you got this. I became that, you know what I'm saying? That was cool, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it fueled that fire. It yeah. fueled me wanting to run harder at track practice, yeah. you know? It fueled me wanting to go to the Evelyn High and get my parachute in, go get it. It came me six o'clock in the morning catching tennis balls by myself. 100 tennis balls a day mm -hmm. to where I'm catching 10,000 in the spring, like at Avalon High. Yeah. Like, and so that was why. Now, come senior year, first game, it's, psh, we going over the top first play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like over the top first play, boom. Then it's like, oh, 16 catches here, oh, 12 catches. Like, I worked for that though. Like, I put in that, put my head down and I grinded for that. So when I got these, I guess, opportunities. Yeah. I would say this, it wasn't that I got the big head, but it was that I I started to feel appreciated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's big though. Because I had I had lost that. The, my number one supporter, Gump. Yeah. Yes, I got support, but how real is that support? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's real. <laughs> hey, that's real. Y'all heard that, people. Uh, you hear that? You hear that? So then, like, you know, I want to, and, and we can kind of come full circle with this. When you're talking about that real quick, we talk about that support, and just when you put that fire, like that fire was ignited, right? Right. Do you feel like it was ever enough, though? Like, this is just a personal question right. for you. The fire, like, when you was exerting all that energy in those right. things, did you feel like you were able to get out what you wanted to get out in those moments of, you know, work, in those moments of expression, right? Do you feel like that was enough, or do you feel like there was more to the, equation for you as a developing process as a man like you right i'm just right. curious no right i feel like i can answer that question now and say that there was always more that could have been done okay you know what i mean okay. like because even in those moments of me going and killing myself on that on that on that field mm -hmm. or me going and killing myself in that weight room or me going and killing myself at late nights doing push-ups right i was running from something yes you were yes sir yes sir and i feel the same I, you know what that's crazy because that's something I've dealt with too. And I, and I don't, it's on a different scale, right. but just like when I continually had injury after injury, I turned my ACL three times right. in a row, basically. Right. right. That's like 18 months of rehab. Right. And, and I kept attacking rehab like, hey, I'm finna, yo, yeah, yeah, I'm finna yeah. make my life better. I'm finna make everything better. I'm finna fight my way out of a depressive state. Right. 
But I, I, I didn't understand that I had to fix myself though. Yeah. Because when when I when my ACL was torn, it was like my heart kind of was like torn. Yeah, and it just kept breaking, and I was just like, well, you know what? I'm gonna work my way out of this. But like the healing you talk about. We gotta heal. Yo, men gotta heal. And not even coming from a sports standpoint, I found myself in the same place of trying to fix other people. Yeah. Because the hurt I was feeling. Yeah. Right. right. So taking on that super, Superman complex. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm gonna help yeah. this kid. I'm gonna help right. this head. Right. And it was a kid inside of me that's like, "What about me?" Right. And I'm telling him to be quiet. Right. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm taking care of him. I, I'm not yeah. willing to deal with all of the abandonment issues. I'm right. not willing to deal. Hey, my grandfather passed in '03. Yeah. I was 18. Right. I didn't start dealing with him until I was 32. Right. So now I'm sitting in a situation. All of that time in the middle, I can't even operate in the month of April. Because right. I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of he died on the 3rd, buried him on the 7th. His birthday is on the 11th. Right. Day after mine. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling that my hell week because I never dealt with it. Just like you said, my grandfather died in the house that I live in. Like I'm, I'm, I came in, I watched my grandfather take his last breath, and then I went to school. Mm-hmm. Word got out that hey, people coming up, and I'm, I'm thinking I gotta be strong, you know, strong. I gotta be hard. Yeah. I gotta be good. I'm good. You know, I, you know, I, I know the Lord, so right. I can't be out here crying. I'm telling myself all this stuff. I didn't even cry at this funeral, and I did all that because I thought that's what was supposed to be done. Right. Not realizing like, dang, I, why. I believe the lie that nobody even sold me. Right. I'm, I conjured that up in my own mind, that toxic masculinity that you talked about, thinking that you got to be something for somebody else right. instead of being transparent and say, I lost my daddy. Right. Yeah. And I feel like my, my heart is on cottonwood right it's now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to breathe sometimes. Like, yeah. instead of being able to come out and say that, I'm like, okay, it's another kid hurting. That remind me, oh man, let me go over here and talk to them because right. then, because guess what? When this situation happened, ain't nobody talked to me. Mm-hmm. Like, not to put your personal stuff out there. When Keith, when Keith hurt himself, I'm like, I got fine, because I knew that once you come to a situation where you get hurt, that's when you see where people really, are. especially when they don't think you're coming back. Yeah, you know, you hear that ACL, they like, oh, he, he yeah, done. Yeah, 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 they now all of that, oh, who ride trying to find out what you're doing all the time is that. So even when he hurt himself in Tulsa, I'm hitting him up like, hey, how you doing? And at that time, the trust wasn't fully there, you know, at that standpoint of, uh, you know, uh, you know, keep it real at bay, but as we continue to build a relationship, that go all the way to, you know, I take too much of his story from his draft party that he went to. Everybody was in that bad boy. Man. Who was there afterwards when it didn't turn out like they expected? That was crazy, too. Mm-hmm. I, I had did a little research now. I seen Ooh. the situation how that went down where I guess the Rams had said that, or yeah, or, or a rumor that the Rams was gonna get you. Right. So the Bills signed me. The no, Bills had signed. The Bills called me. Boom. Hey, we wanna sign you. UDFA. Right. As soon as the draft was over. Yeah. And then I'm talking about as soon as I announced it, it came out my word, out my mouth. <laughs> Hello. Hey, yeah, it's the Bills training. Hey, man. All right. So I'm walking. So now. Like, I just told everybody, mm-hmm. and I just got this call at the same time, too. So I'm walking up the stage, and everybody, hey, congratulations. I'm like, nah, it, it didn't happen. They're like, what? So, like, that, boy, boy, that, right, that feeling right there, like, that part, that whole process, but that moment there. You went from the princess to the frog in 2.3 seconds. Man, you hear me? But, 
do you feel like do you feel like those situations like do you feel like they made you though? Yeah. Cause I feel like I feel like you know, Kevin, you had some situations right where people know about the things you've gone through, and all of us got our own internal struggles, right? right. Um, but I feel like the biggest ones I've had, man, they really like kept me going. Like people would be seeing me work sometimes, and they'd be like, man, like how do you how do you stay focused? How do you keep going? How do you why do you care so much about helping these kids? Why do you feel like, you know, you need to be this type of daddy for your daughter? You don't need to give her all that. You don't need to be driving to Colorado 10 hours to go pick your daughter up and just hang out for a couple of days when, you know what I'm saying, she with her mama, stuff like that. But I'd be like, bro, like, God gave me these struggles for a reason. For a reason. Like, yeah. I, I was ordained with these struggles, bro. Like, and, and that's the thing that I think some people miss. Yeah. Like you said earlier, some people take that pain and they go, they go try to sedate themselves. They don't want to feel it. Yeah. And that's what I, that's why. So this kind of moves into like, you know, what I want to talk about you guys specifically, being guys that I know y'all, y'all soul survivors. You know what I'm saying? The culture and where it's going now, with our youth. Mm. How do y'all see, you know, your impact affecting that? You know what I'm saying? Because we've been through this stuff for a reason. Like right. we've seen the things we've seen for a reason. We got the gifts God gave us for a reason. How do y'all feel like y'all gonna apply? You know what you've gone through you know your skill set all those things to be able to like help guide the youth right help because we in that we in that field right you train athletes you mentor youth like how are we going to do that like because in my mind the way i see it is is first being an example of like you know transparency right. with myself right. i constantly get reintroduced to myself by the people i work with Come on now, constantly. Right. Like it's like they always show me when I ain't done either yet. Yeah. I be like, damn, I wasn't ready to even deal with that yet. I'm like, right, right. hold on, let me get back to you no, on that right, one. Right, right. And, it, and it's like, you know, I think for me, it's just I keep trying to show young men specifically that, hey, it's okay that you dealing with something that hurts. Right. Like we all talked about, I ain't, you ain't gotta hide it though. Like right. you can talk about it right. to somebody that you can confide in. Right. Don't talk to everybody about it. Nah, because yeah. some people gonna take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. But straight up, straight up. All facts. Yeah, straight up. Take the kindness of weakness trying to manipulate you. But mm -hmm. when you, you know what I'm saying, you're in a point where you feel like you can trust somebody, get it out. Because yeah. it make you stronger. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, kind of what y'all thinking, you know, in regards to that? So, from my experience personally, and me and him have kind of touched on this, um, I feel like being in that, being in that NFL process, you know, that's something that we don't really get taught about. You know, we see it on TV. It's, it's glamorous, you know. The money, you know, you see the, the games, the fun, you know. Yeah. That's what, as little kids, you're dreaming about, you know. But the behind the scenes yeah. is what you don't see. You don't see the slave trade going on. You know what I'm saying? You mm. don't see that. You don't really see that going on behind the scenes. Like, you real life hurt. Like, you a cow. You a piece of meat. And you see it all the time in the league when guys don't fulfill their contracts or whatever mm -hmm. it is, like, it's okay to, all right, yo, you can't feed your family no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Speak it play. about it. Like, it's a business. You can't see, feed your family no more. Go do something else. Mm -hmm. Have fun at Walmart, whatever it is. Like, whatever your, because now the, the the next step and where I'm at is they're just life after football, period. Because it happens in high school. Mm -hmm. It happens in college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, then you get to that, that opportunity to go to the NFL and you see it for what a lot of people are not gonna call it for what it really is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I actually got this the side of the business side, you know what I mean? Like you can look me up. You know what I'm saying? You can look my my 
my my stature up. Google you know? me. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> the the numbers and things that the production that I was able to do in three years with the injury, two injuries in the game, that ultimately that was what the deciding factor is because now I'm a I'm damaged goods. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, That's you, it. and if you really think about that comment, I'm damaged goods. Yeah. I'm a human being. Yeah. This is what I'm chasing. And for me, I'm going to Canada. I didn't went to Germany. I'm I'm chasing a fulfillment from this person to make me feel like I'm worth it. Mm. Bro, that's crazy. And I think a lot of athletes need to understand that. This is a business first. And it's like you we put our heart into it. Yeah. We get we got teammates. We we grind. We put in countless hours. And the people that are above you. The way they see you, you yeah. are at peace. You was like chess. Like you was a yeah, you a chess piece. Like you a queen, pawn, you a knight. I'm going to pay him a little bit more, and you the one I'm just going to throw out there. Man, it's crazy. And, it, and, it, and it's like, so when you put all your eggs in that basket, yeah. it actually doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It does it never doesn't. make sense. Bro, but I we don't it. teach financial literacy. You don't. We're not teaching emotional intelligence when they come in. Like, oh, hey, bro, look, this is. league is not for long. Not for long. You got you got about three to five years. Right. Well, that's the average of an NFL player. Right. So yeah. let's go ahead and have a plan. Let's right. have a plan for investing. Let's, have let's a plan do that for... earlier though. Then no facts. Let's do that in elementary. Facts. Because we, I was chasing that elementary. Yeah. Twenty plus years, I chased that. I manifested that. Yeah. Laying down, I did. It didn't happen like the way I wanted because of other things because of how I played the game. But I manifested that. Imagine this. What if you get that same energy to become a millionaire? Exactly. What if I on, on, on some on some totally different? Right. And you was doing both. I you could have writing the writing writing like I used to writing poetry, like all that. Yeah. I, I could all my whole real raw emotions during that time of what I was going through. I wrote poetry. So it's like I stopped chasing. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's right. so for me. Germany was what limit, liber, like liberated me, literally liberate, liberated me. You ever heard talk about the Germany story? Hey, <laughs> yeah. it liberated me, like it liberated me from being trapped. Yeah, in, in that little matrix bubble, you know. And now it's when you ask say about how I'm going to impact. You think about now they paying in college now, they paying in high school. Yeah, yeah. So, so now, so now you're getting money sooner than what you was getting money. So now that bag that I was chasing, that house that I was chasing for my mom, whatever, I can get it sooner if I do it right. But if, but if, you don't like, know. if we don't know, you don't know. We go buy shoes. We go do buy all this stuff. Yeah. The glamour is because, and guess what they do? The people who running it, they know that. Yeah. So we're gonna give y'all this money so y'all can give it right back to us. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna give so y'all opportunity. So y'all can get it right back to us. Right back to me. And they're gonna throw. They're throwing. Like, this dude's getting three million. You feel me? Yeah. Like for one year, like yeah. It's an NIL deal that went through for a hundred mil. Stop playing. It's an NIL deal went through for a hundred mil, bro. He's a college dude, 22, 23, getting a hundred million dollars. <laughs> he came. He didn't even play though. He was, that was the uh, the guy Ohio State quarterback. The one that, even, he went up there didn't even play. Didn't he got play. the deal, went to another school. Didn't play. Got the money. Looking for another deal. Like. And so, that's the game we in now, y'all. You that's feel the what game I'm saying? So, yeah, so we chasing that bag for that. Yeah. I mean that's cool, but we can have we can have another bag. Like they only let us, they only allow us to see football, NBA, rapping, and rapping lead to what it's hand, go hand in hand with the streets, bro. Straight up. But you know what's <laughs> crazy though is that we don't. So we got to get in the middle, right? So we wedge in the middle and we teach that you're the asset. Yeah. At the end of the day, none of this happens without you. You. Keevan Lucas ain't scoring them touchdowns. 
Ain't nobody coming to them games. Right. Simple. Simple. Everybody in the crib. Right. Hey, they tell Tulsa trash. They ain't got nobody. Once you start scoring, turn it up. Everybody there. They going crazy in the student section. Mm-hmm. Now they bring all the money to the school. Now you are the asset. But we don't see it like that. We see us as a teammate. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my job mm-hmm. on the team, right. which is okay. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But I think it's important that we build up the individual. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a, I think that we all have a consistent uh, message with it's building these people. Like impact, we are people impact first. over anything. Man. Over yeah. anything. So, and that goes back to, you know, your your question in regards to how do we make that development. That's why I push my four pillars so are emotional intelligence, love those conflict resolution, communication skills, and critical thinking. Yeah. Like really developing that because my whole perspective is we already know what we are. Right. But just like you talking about your Germany story, how do you tell a fish it's in water? Right. He had to get out of yeah. the water to realize, oh, it's hard flopping out here. Yeah. But I can recognize what I was in. It's so many people that tr- trauma, trauma is that water. Blinded. That they're in that bad boy on a daily basis. So how do you tell me that it's any different? I done got this from day one. And it's not until we really give somebody the opportunity. Again, got to plug my grandfather. Yeah. But he always taught me, you don't attack somebody for drinking dirty water if you're not willing to give them clean water. Man, say that one more time. Do not attack someone for drinking dirty water if you're not willing to give them clean water. And that's the struggle I think we've got. We've built a mentality to where we attack people for their poor choices and we're not teaching them how to make different choices. So we say things like financial literacy. You messing your money off and doing all this different stuff. First of all, how many times are we doing emotional spending? Because we're trying to exude our worth through our labels. Because sure. guess what? That's all y'all pay attention to. Because yeah. when I came home with the straight A's, you didn't say nothing. Yeah, yeah. I got more attention for the Jordans than I got. But that's our fault as a community. Right. What are we investing in? Right. What are we talking about? So, right. you know, I want to see a point where, from a community standpoint, point right like, I really want us to change the shift and the focus yeah. of what we attach value to. Right. Bro, I don't, I don't even mean to cut your wings, bro. But I, I, want, I got a question for you. Go ahead. What do you think is the most effective way to get to us when it comes to trying to get us to change the value conversation, right? Like, what do you think? If you was to say the, the quickest way, because I got an idea on that, but I want to know what you think. For me, it's always going to be relationship. Relationship? At the end of the day, like, I'm talking to cats that are exponentially better than me in sports. Yeah. Like, I ain't never tried to, I'm, I'm athletic, but I ain't on y'all level in regards to D1 and doing all that extra stuff. But the reality is, I don't build relationships. Because right. guess what? I was with you when you, you were struggling at a certain point. And you didn't. And the key point is, I was with you and you didn't hear about that nowhere else. Mm-hmm. So, really bringing in that relationship, establishing trust, yeah. and coming into a standpoint of, okay, a lot of these young cats, they see the, the fast life, the, all the different stuff. But you know, we're not showing them Uno night with the family, right. we're not showing them grill and chill. Instead of Netflix and chill, mm-hmm. when we coming in and establishing that real relationship, and when you are able to do that, mm-hmm. you give them something that kind of gets them the opportunity to step out that false reality. Because if I'm sitting back in a place where all I know is trauma, all I know is dysfunction, and then I see something on TV, that's kind of like I think we had the conversation. The reason why programs like Alabama, um, Texas, uh, uh, Clemson, the reason why they're able to go into the heart of the hood and take kids out of the heart of the hood because they can walk in and do one thing. I'm the quickest way to go to the NFL and get you out your current situation. Yeah. Now, how does that flip? 
when you start getting more Deion Sanders is coming in to sit down and talk with Granny. So now, now, so now you touching on what I was gonna touch on. Okay. So then, like the other side of this too is the media, right? right? Yeah. Bro, it's crazy how seven on seven. Y'all been keeping up with like how seven on seven been going? You got team. How your team doing? Good. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Hey, so so you know the pylon tournaments and all that, right? Kids out there getting the backflips going, turned up, punching dudes. Yeah, but yeah, it's, bro, it's, it's wicked. The energy's crazy, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, definitely. Okay, so boom, the same media outlets that's covering the seven on seven, if they start to cut it in with, you know, what I'm saying the grill and chills, the right. uno nice, and like, hey, this is what we doing as a team. Right. Like, this is our seven on seven team chilling. This is how we lay low. This is yeah. how we keep ourselves out of right. trouble. This right. is what we want to celebrate us, you know, building up each other. As men, like being able to, you know, that that stuff can be perpetuated in the media quicker than anything else, bro. Because when we put, we get on our phone, and you scroll on Instagram, some video just catch your attention because of the quality of the video. Right. Why don't we make more quality videos, more quality uh, content of stuff that's better for the kids? I 100% agree you know with saying? you, but we got to prepare for the silence of that. So, perfect example, we just brought up Dion, right? Yeah. Dion, yeah. Everybody was pat on the back while you were sitting out there being quiet, but then you you snatched the number one recruit in the nation all of a sudden. You paid him a million dollars in, in order to get there. Yeah. Nick Saban said Nick Saban, that. He, he said that not not to attack uh, Dion personally, but to say like, hey, y'all better give me some more money because hey, I can't go. Nick been crying though, bro. Nick been crying. But he hey. been there with uh, Jimbo Fisher too. He been getting to my nerves, man. But I'm saying. Oh, he, he ahead of the curve, though. He already see what's coming. Because Alabama can't compete with what Dion will bring. Dion can ain't go. Ain't nobody been competing with Alabama since, you know what I'm saying? They but been he been paying. But, but that's what, that's what I'm, I'm saying. saying. Like, why you acting like you ain't been doing it the I'm whole saying, time? But, but here's the thing, though. He got to take kids out of the tunnel. Here's the thing. Like, you, you have that fear. You have that fear now yeah. of... Okay, it's not under the table no more. They don't flip the table. Right, yeah. So anything I do is out in the open. But here's the yeah. other aspect of it. Nick Saban can't go and have dinner with Granny. Nah, he can't go in there and, and shoot and start talking about the OJs and all this yeah, different yeah. stuff. Dion can balls. come in there and, and you, you uh, Granny, chill. Yeah, <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Like, it's a whole different energy. Right. Not just from the romantic standpoint, but, hey, it's like, I let my baby go talking to him. Because guess what? Dion going to look you in your face and say, hey, your granny giving me permission to rear you mm-hmm. when you come here. So guess what? You better not be late to class. You got to make sure all your grades is on par. If you think you finna get on my field and you ain't took care of the academics, I don't want to hear it. Go to study hall. Right. That's what he's bringing. Right. That's not beneficial to somebody that don't care about your graduation rate and is just bringing you in because they know you're only going to be here two years anyway. Right. And I keep that cycle. I'm going to keep eating off that. Now I learn how to get the best out of you. But I'm not going to deal with your emotional trauma because truth be told, I'm helping you channel some of that anger on the field. And I don't understand it. Yeah. That's I don't problem. have to understand it for it to work. Right. Yeah. I, don't, you, yeah. I cannot break down to you yeah. how my TV works. Yeah. Right. But I know how to surf through everything I need yeah. to go. Yeah. I, yeah. Who really understands the math behind the cell phone? They don't, right. But how many of us can, can multitask like like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. But the only person that can fix a cell phone is the person that understands how to work a cell phone. That's exactly. I, I so I can benefit are, from something yeah. I don't fully understand, and that's right. how they want to keep it. So when it. we start to come to a place where, okay, I can come in and I can talk to this kid about some of that trauma. Yeah. I, hey, I'm not going to tell you. Like when I went and spoke at UT, mm-hmm. I sat down with some NFL ready linemen. I'm talking these boys was huge. 
That ended up crying on my shoulder because I'm sitting back talking to them. They don't realize that, like, dang, when Coach told me to get mad and toss that weight up, I was thinking about the first time I got violated by my babysitter. Yeah. Uh-oh. So now, here's the thing. He got that weight up by how he viewed females after that. Like, you done, you done stirring that trauma to get him to get that tackle. Right. And now you asking questions of why he got a sexual assault charge shortly after because you just stirred up all of that to get the production you was looking for. Man. And that's crazy too, because I, I was talking to somebody. <clears throat> excuse me, I was talking to somebody about this same thing about how, um, even to that point, when you a great athlete, you you know about this. When you a great athlete, you live in a different airspace. Yeah. When you in the in the top in the top of your game, right? You produce it. I would say just athletes. I think when you great anything, yeah, people know thanks, thanks. and they value you. Yeah, you live in a different air. You you treat people. Based on your moral compass, right? Mm -hmm. Some people don't necessarily have that because they may be broken, right? right? But people make excuses for you at times, or mm -hmm. they cover you, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get to a point where you get a charge. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get you get you get aired out. Maybe lose all your money. Maybe mm -hmm. you you know what I'm saying something fall you fall flat because life happens, right. right? And people say, "Oh my God, I'm so surprised. Who's who's who is this? He been doing it the whole time. He been doing it." But it's been coddled. It's been swept under the rug. Right. And that's, that, that is an enabling behavior, and that doesn't help. Bro. It doesn't. Like, think about Josh Gordon. He's probably one of the biggest examples. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. he had Baylor. He was doing that at Baylor the whole time. The whole time. Ain't nobody saying that, though. Mixon. Ain't Mixon. Yeah. Zeke. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Like, all of these cats. But the, the thing is, that production outweigh that little stuff that, that we can sweep. Oh, right. weird. Like, we're not taking accountability for our community. Right. And that's the thing, I get frustrated. Cause even with the same, in the same vein that y'all talking about, what do we hear? <clears throat> a cat escapes the hood. Yeah. Turns around, goes to the NFL, NBA, whatever the case may be. First expectations. Give back. You give it back. Right. What y'all give him? Yeah. <coughs> Answer that for me. Yeah. You, got that. You, got you gave him trauma. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you want him to give you that's the curse. Have this contract. That's the curse. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants you to come back and save him. You probably tested that. You know what I'm saying? They want you to come back and save him. And it's like, you're not really even built. Like, you're just doing what you do. Like, right. you just take care of your business. And I think, you know, it's just important to equip ourselves first, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I think absolutely. all this comes back to like, you know, we can only come from a point of teaching from where we are right now. Right. Um, I think it's important to equip our fit ourselves and then equip each other, man. Equip our, equip our youth with that, understanding that, man, you finna, you finna be in this world. All this stuff you see on TV, you finna encounter it to some degree. It's real. At some point, and you better have a plan. Gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I guess that kind of goes into like, the last thing I really want to dive in with you guys is like, self-development you know what i'm saying like just as, as a man what are the strategies that you have to be able to continue to cultivate this man you see uh on the camera right now you know what i'm saying you know business owners you know what i'm saying authors hall of famers uh you know constantly grinding day in day out you know what i'm saying having the money not having the money investing letting it stand getting the money back you know what i'm saying how do how do we balance that um and to continue to grow Cause we know we not staying the same. What's the letter that you put on the end of all those words? Which one? When you said Hall of Fame, Ers. Oh, right, right. You said authors. Yeah. It's an S behind that. Yeah. That community. Yeah. 
surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. A lot of times we fall into that struggle. How many times have we been in a situation where we feel like we're the only one? Mm-hmm. Like, dang, I got 15 people right here. I, I talk about my dreams. They call me whack. I got next on 2K. Man, I'm trying to go out here, you know, I'm trying to get some financial freedom. So, so oh, ooh, ooh, that, that's, that's okay. Pass that blunt. <coughs> Pass that blunt. <laughs> Pass that blood. I ain't trying none of that. Like, <laughs> drink, cough. You, you yeah, can't yeah. get the cough out. Yeah. <laughs> Pass that. Yeah, yeah. You want to fit that. Go get the bottle, man. Go get the bottle. Man. Now, yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, when yeah, you start talking to cats? It's like, hey, man, I got this business idea. Oh, for real? We just got the 501c3 approved. Yeah. Let's see if we can get you a grant for what you're doing. Let's get the podcast rolling. Yeah. That's where the development comes in. Yeah. Community. Right? Yeah, that's a fact. Right. And, and, and then... To, to piggyback off that, once you have that community as well too, you have to make sure that you're working on self. Yeah. So when you're working on self, for me and my and my process right now where I'm at is like making it a point. At first, at one time, you know, the world is busy, the world is crazy, and, and us, we we just talk about our traumas and our struggles. Yeah. So one thing that we know for sure that we didn't did to come out of that trauma is work. And so what we do to still keep pushing and not think about the everyday stresses of life because we still got that Superman complex yeah. Ooh. is go work. Talk on that. Work. You, you, don't skip over that. Talk about that Superman so, complex. So, so having that complex of we still got to take care of the kids, mm-hmm. go, to, <coughs> go to work or do whatever I got to do, provide, mm-hmm. you know, as a man. And Facts. still as a black man still deal with the microaggressions in the world, you yeah. know, and, and all of that different type of stuff. And and then putting into people that ain't never really gonna put into you. And that's fine. And that is okay. But some like Eric Thomas says, they draining you yeah. because it starts to get to that point where it's like, dang, I, I need a hundred dollars, sis. I need and you steady getting asked these questions. And they never check. They never check on your emotional state in this. It's always, hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, can I get some money? Yeah. Hey, what's up? How you doing next week? Can I get some money? Yeah. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Can I get some money? And it's like, <laughs> all right. So when you gotta do that, you gotta. Oh, you gotta, hey, you, you right trigger. though. That's exactly how it goes. That's how okay. it goes. That's how so, it goes, bro. So you have to really like, like with me. I just been blocking out the noise. Really like yeah. working on me. Yeah. Like, bro, I drove down here. It was two hours. Two, three hours, basically, because all this traffic and stuff, bro. So I drove. There was not one point where there was rap music on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's meditation. It's yeah. Eric Thomas. It's uh, law of attraction type of things. Yeah. Of It's Landrell of, uh, of manifesting type of different yeah. mind. Like, I, yeah. of, of listening to I am great. I am abundant. Yeah. I am. Because for me and, and, and for the impact that I'm trying to create with these kids, is the identity after football, bro. Right. Because we don't have it. Don't have and it. especially if you get to the levels <clears throat> and, and to the point of what we talked about, of the person that just kind of gets patted on the back. Yeah. If you get to that point, so I was them, I was him, you know? So it's like, you get to that point now, it's like, you on billboards, so now you're like, ain't nobody checking on you. Yeah, yeah. You on billboards, everybody on your phone, they see you, but now when it's that's over and that smoke is clear, mm-hmm. 
it's not many of that's in that S word. It's not really surrounded around you left. So now you left by yourself yeah. in those moments <clears throat> without an identity. Because yeah. the only identity that you had was when you was on that field yeah. and that man. So you still trying to fight for that. Yeah. You still trying to get that. You still trying to have that void, that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, that's where I, I had to get really, truly get over that. Like really forgive myself, knowing that hey, I I did everything that I could do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not it's not peace. on you. You did everything that every having peace with the situation and mm -hmm. then really being able to really truly work on my trauma. Answering the phone when my dad called from prison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now let's talk about it. Let's hey, asking those tough questions to hear yeah. why was you around? Like I know what you said, but why wasn't you around? You know, like I needed you. Like I but then to hear, hey, man, look, I lost my mom at 14. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, oh. Stuff start making sense. Now it's like, okay, so that's why you what you never had nobody in at that time when you lost your mom to be there for you to guide you. Mm -hmm. So your decision was like the other person that I talked about. Yeah. Went to the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is it's that. And it's having that same work ethic that I had to be that the best on the field, to have records, to be a Hall of Famer and all those different things, but putting that into myself and life. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Having that same work ethic putting into myself. Yeah. And if you actively do that every day, like not just one day, you gotta do it every day consistently to reprogram that trauma. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. You hit some good stuff. Cause what you're saying about what you're putting into, uh, as far as my, my self-development, bro, it's a lot of input. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was told that your input determines your output. output. Right, so some people think it's just work, work, work. You just put the work in, put the work in, put the work in. You gonna run out, bro. Yeah, like since you gonna run out, like you gonna run out. You have to put in. So you gotta turn the music off. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even have nothing. Nothing. You just sometimes you can't even stomach nothing. Just getting that mind. Just need to be driving, bro. Peace. You know what's so hard about that? And I say this almost every time I go and speak somewhere. Silence is the loudest thing on earth. It ain't nowhere to hide from all the lot. What you get from the saying? When people, we had a conversation about music, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody, every generation want to talk about somebody else's music. So, you know, the current generation's music is, is what it is. Like it, hate it, love it, whatever the case may be. But you look at, like, my generation when we in the 80s and the 90s. We listen to everything to feel. When we broke up with a chick, we had a whole playlist. Whole playlist. A, a dudes talking about losing that girl, right? We 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 wanted to feel. We we in our feelings. We met. Now you talk to a younger generation. Their entire focus is to not feel. So their focus is a heartbeat, some mumble. I don't got to think about nothing because he ain't really rapping about nothing. Like that's gravi They're gravitating to that, and they telling you what drug to use in order to escape pain. While we diving into music to feel something, that's their escape. And I think I think in both situations, you know what I'm saying, you got outside things you you depending on to take you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at the end of the day, like you gotta it's gotta be you. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be me. Like if I can't figure it out, then I need to isolate myself and find the solution. And if I don't find the solution, I find things that look like it. Right. People that look like it. And just stay close. Boy. And, and, and that point right there it talks about the relationships. Yeah. Because now in relationships, you got men and women feeling like that person is supposed to 
Be the fix song. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Be they savior. Yeah, that's that trauma bomb. You know what I'm saying? Be they savior. <laughs> trauma bomb. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But y'all both broke. Right. Y'all both broke. Anybody, hey, straight up for the camera. Anybody willing to save you is broken. You straight up. Anybody willing to save you that ain't trying to fix you, like why we working together? Right. You broken. Broken. Hey Chris, you are we just talking about this? Hey, hey, hey shout out to my queen. I love you. My wife, we just finished having this conversation. The reason why I'm married now is because we both came to the table, put everything on the table, yeah. checked our pockets twice to make sure we didn't leave nothing out, hey, and then we committed to work. There you right. go. Right. Like in that whole aspect, perfect? No. Yeah. But when I say we working through stuff, right. I done grew more in the past three years than I probably did the prior 15, and that's no knock to nobody else. But there was an intentional focus with no need or or desire yeah. to hide. Right. Why do I have to lie when this person taking me as is? Right. Right. The only thing now is my accountability yeah. to what I say I'm going to do. Yeah. So when my queen came in and said, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Okay, what are you willing to do to get better? Right. Oh, I'm willing to do such, such, such. Okay, have I earned your trust to do that? And vice versa. Right. So when I'm, I'm talking to my wife about childhood sexual molestation. That ain't comfortable to talk about, period. But right. to go to a standpoint where, hey, you know what? I don't want to take this into my bedroom. Right? Yeah. So yeah. now I'm, I'm, I don't want to take what happened to me with these other females as a child to take over that I allowed to skate all of the time in between. Now I'm at a place where I have a safe haven to really talk and process this out. And it brings that. A lot of people don't want it because it brings accountability. Right. Because when you don't have somebody that care about you and you tell them something, that's all it was was some talk. But yeah. when somebody coming back to be like, nah, hey, you said this such and such, A, B, C, D. Right. Okay, where you at on this? Like, wait a minute. Oh, hold right. on. You care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you care. Yeah. You I'm care. matter? You care. I, I'm matter? <laughs> you care. They call back. You know I can't pay you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know I ain't got no... You, but you really gonna call me back and check on me? Straight like, up. what's that feeling when somebody hits you back instead of asking for money and they hit you up and be like, hey, what you need? Don't be lying to me neither. Right. What you need? I ain't rich, Bro, but I'm going to give you what I can. And you know what's significant about what you just said, too, you know what I'm saying? When taking it back, they even dialing it back, you can't even get to that spot with nobody until you truthful. Like, right. you standing in truth. Right. You really got to come into the situation. Oh, Man yeah. or woman, anybody in this world, you come and you mix energies with anybody, you got to be in your truth. Yeah. Once you lying, or you hiding, or you cowering down, or you got some type of insecurity, People sense that yep. it's going to dominate the relationship. It's yep. going to make it to where now you get taken advantage of and all kind of other stuff. Man. So yeah, bro, like that's that's got us something like that. Man, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It be like that though. Like, it, be, it be like that though. But it's like, like, but you have to learn from it though, Thanks. and you have to say, okay, what role did I play? Yeah, and I did, and that's that's as as a man, we talking about growth. That's where I've been at as well. Like seeing that, okay, in these past relationships when I was in that phase of chasing, you know, I ain't really, I'm entertaining yeah, different yeah, situations, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So it's like, I'm not really serious, but the people that I was serious for, like this last person, I really truly gave myself to that per first person ever, like to actually tell my story to, we crying, we do all that type of stuff. So it's like, oh, man, this might be the it. Yeah. But then when, like you said, one or the other not in they true, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now football going for me. Yeah. Can't be one. You feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Something going on with her. Now yeah. it's, 
You feel me? And I'm trying to still take that Superman complex. I know how to suppress. Yeah, but man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. I know how to suppress. Yeah. But then it's like now I see that I become a pillow. You become a pillow. Mm. Yep. Now, now I'm strong. Yep. Now every now she want to come back to you. But baby, but he's like, hold up, hold up. What about what about me? What about me? So boundaries, right? Yeah. Right, and that's what I learned, and I actually started going to counseling because of that. You know, yeah, that's one hundred. That's you know that's real. You know what I mean? That's real. That's yeah. real. Because that let me know that I needed to be open. Like I needed to really truly like process. I had real life trauma that I was bringing that I probably then gave a whole bunch of other women in my past that I actually dealt with or whatever. Like that actually came in my life, and I had like hey friendships or whatever. I could be impulsive. I could be so guarded because of that trauma that. One little thing, I'm like, man, whatever. And now I'm cutting you off. Yeah. Missing a blessing, maybe. You never know. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's or no, just door damage. Right. Exactly. Yeah, unintentional. <laughs> unintentional damage to now this girl has she taking that to her next relationship. Now I'm the example yeah. of why she don't like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, I was so, telling I was telling Chris about this same thing on his podcast. Like, man, we did that one like a year or two ago. Yo. But I was telling him how like I was a prime example of that. I hurt people, hurt people. Ooh, yeah, for real. Like I'm sitting here like, hurting real. all these people for real. Because I don't really know that who I'm hurt moving. me or how it hurt me. I'm just moving. How you stop breathing on somebody, you don't even know where to cut it. Right. Man. It's crazy. It's too, it's too bleeding. Here, just bleeding. And then what's crazy is you see the blood on there. He's like, why you bleeding? You good? Yeah. <laughs> like, you checking like, on the other person. Who bless you? Why you get blood on me? Right. Now, and they sit back like, oh my God. <laughs> we need to go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. That's nah, real though. though cause that, that's, that's very true. We nah. spill it over, you know? Because I think I talked to him about it one time. It's like how, you know how you something happened. Because you know we, we be like this where you, you, get a, you make a mental checklist. Yeah. You might not bring it up right now, but you make a mental checklist and yeah. it just keep happening. Little small things. Oh, she you seen some socks on the floor. Now you it's another thing. So then it's like that one little simple thing that happened that probably was just trash that you never would have got mad at. Now it's like Yeah. But when you do it, when you do it there, you doing it here. Yeah. You doing it here. And you doing it here. Yeah. So you can't never be a great trainer. You can't be a great husband. You hear me? You can't be a great husband. Son, son, father, whatever. Right? You know what I'm saying? And it's all together. So I feel like, you know, the development, man, we talking about, like, I, I believe that it's a lifelong journey. Nice. Um, I think it's it's important that life you know, is not like this. It's yeah, not linear, it's man. not linear, bro. It's, like it's, and it's gonna continue to change and like, switch up and do what it does. But you know, we know like, we are believers. You know what I'm saying? We believe in a higher power, and it's like when you when you have a, a, a reference point and you just pretty much dedicate yourself to that growth, I feel like things are gonna work out better for you, especially when you put yourself in the right space. Nah, for sure. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I appreciate good brothers like y'all, man, you know what I'm saying? Sit down with me for this, because this is uh, this is a growth process for me, too. Nah, right. I, I always like to sit down with brothers that got their head on straight, that's going somewhere, and at the end of the day, bro, we not where we are, you know what I'm saying? Right. This is experience. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, we all gonna be somewhere else tomorrow. Right. And, right. That, and that, that space where we at, we still gonna take the gift from the day with us into yeah. that, that moment. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that. So I appreciate man, it. Iron sharpen iron, man. As one man sharpens another. Straight up, straight up. So it's been a magnetic time, conversation, man. brothers. Absolutely. And it's yeah. Light Leadership Series, and we out, y'all. Yes, sir. Oh, man. I ain't even plug y'all.